Welcome to the Responsibly Different mini-series exploring the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, helping you set meaningful goals in 2023. In this episode, Ben and I will be discussing goal number 12 responsible consumption in production. As the United Nations states, ensure sustainable consumption in production patterns. Of all of the goals we have explored with you, this by far is the one that consumers can have the greatest impact on. Unsustainable patterns of consumption and production are the root cause for what the UN is calling the triple planetary crisis, which refers to the three main interlinked issues that humanity is currently facing climate change, biodiversity loss, and pollution. In this episode, we are going to focus on the sustainable consumption half of the goal, exploring the value action gap, walk you through our responsibly different consumer manifesto, and share with you how a certified B Corp in a sector that is often thought of as creating a lot of waste is working to bring sustainability to their industry. Of course, responsible production is just as important. And throughout this series, you have heard from and will continue to hear from businesses that are really being innovative in their production processes. Some to make sure you check out in SDG 9, we shared how Ether Diamonds is turning carbon in the air that is warming our planet into diamonds using clean energy. And in the upcoming SDG 14, Life Underwater, you'll hear about how Boreo is turning the most harmful ocean plastic into high-quality goods for Patagonia. So for this episode, we'll be focusing on the consumption side because we know that's where consumers can have the largest impact. And at the end of the day, we are all consumers. Speaking of us all being consumers, Ben, when you make all of your purchases, are you aligning them with your values? Mm, Well, honestly... No, (laughs) I wish I could say that they are, but sometimes for convenience or price accessibility reasons, uh, I end up having to purchase from some big box brands that I usually try not to support. I hear you. I think as much as we all wish we could be, the reality is you're not alone. This is what we call the value action gap. The value action gap is when people act in a way that are inconsistent with their values. It's like you shopping at the big box store that I know you usually try to avoid. You may also hear this phenomenon referred to as the attitude behavior gap, the ethical purchasing gap, or even the ethical consumption paradox. Why is this important? Because even though many of us care about the earth, our actions are not aligned with those values and are putting our very planet at risk. When we think about the positive impacts we have, like supporting the amazing work of nonprofits, or grassroots organizations, that work is important. The reality, however, is that all of us spend more money every year consuming than we do donating to the causes we care about. In fact, Americans spend 113 times more than they donate to charities each year. Imagine if we could align that spending with our values. This goal, UNSDG 12, is one that we at Deergo Collective have focused our business on activating consumers to shop more responsibly. 
And sometimes shopping more responsibly means not shopping at all. We put together a 23-page consumer guide, or manifesto if you will, to help you get started. We won't read the whole thing to you, but want to make sure you get some of the ways that you as a consumer can be contributing to the United Nations Goal 12, Responsible Consumption and Production. Step one of that consumer guide, stop before you shop. Organize, share, create, and repair. Organize. Before you go out and buy the thing that you think you need, take a moment and think about ways you can utilize the stuff you already have. Sometimes a little house cleaning can help you find that long-lost immersion blender that would be perfect for that meal that you're putting together later this week. By taking the time to tidy up, you can reveal those long-lost treasures you may not have used for a while, but could be useful to you now. Share. Get in the habit of offering up those rarely used commodities to your friends, family, and neighbors. And ask for the help you need. Before going out and buying that shiny new leaf blower, ask around in your network if someone has one you can borrow or rent even. Sharing our resources is a great way to deepen relationships and save our planet. Create. It's not uncommon to find things around the house that could use a second life. Turn your favorite old band t-shirt into a pillow. Bleach those car hearts that don't match anything. What problems can you solve with the stuff you already have? And repair. Designed obsolescence is great for manufacturers who want you to buy more and sell you more, but it's lousy for those of us who want to buy and use less. So do some digging. Can a new battery add a couple of years to your laptop's life? Can you have your favorite hiking boots resold? Do it. Okay, but what about after you've organized all your stuff? You've asked around to borrow that leaf blower, explored your old gear to think about creative ways to repurpose them, and repairing something won't solve the need that you have. What then? Can we go shopping then? Yeah, well, sort of. We still want to eschew the new. Try shopping secondhand or exploring all those buy-nothing groups on Facebook. Or explore the refurbished goods at your favorite brands. A lot of companies actually sell refurbished items that to you, the purchaser, are as good as and sometimes better than new. If you're a Mac user, you can save a lot of money at Apple by purchasing refurbished. And of course, one of our favorite B Corps, Patagonia, has their own worn wear program that customers can use to trade in and buy used Patagonia gear. Shopping is definitely more rewarding when I know I'm supporting the issues I care about, especially our planet. And all good things must come to an end, right? I think it's also super important to talk about what to do with our stuff when it reaches the end of its useful life. We've already talked about a couple here, repurposing and repairing. And there are a lot more ways we can remove something from our homes at the end of its life cycle. Absolutely. Depending on what it is, donating it so that it can be reused for raw materials is a great place to start. There are more and more companies like the B Corp Certified Evernew, that was in episode 60, that are working to build circular ecosystems for different materials. And a lot of those may be businesses or nonprofits doing that work depending on what the item is. Evernew, as an example, is a textile innovation company that will take all that leftover fabric from manufacturers to spin into new fabrics. Boreo from episode 16 takes the discarded fishing nets from fishing communities and turns them into quality products for Patagonia and the rest of their brand partners. 
We have a nonprofit right here in Maine that takes donations of consumer-used textiles, like all those missing socks that you don't know what to do with. That's right, Ben. Also, another way to give something a second life is to recycle it. While plastic is recyclable, 91% of it ends up in the trash. We can do better. Every little bit does add up. Be sure to recycle all the materials that are able to be recycled so that we can get that number down. Another way to think of it, only 9% of plastic is being recycled. So let's get that number up. Another great resource that is super helpful in navigating recycling is an app I was recently introduced to called Scrap, which I learned about through the University of New Hampshire's Bee Impact Clinic. Scrap is a free app that allows users to scan different products to learn if they are recyclable, and if so, how best to recycle them. I love that, Brittany. And Scrap is also an aspiring B Corp, which is super cool. And of course, in addition to recycling, there's composting. I know not everyone has a yard or access to the ability to compost outside, but there are more and more services popping up that make composting more accessible. If you're here in Maine, we have Garbage to Garden. It's a service that provides you with a clean lidded bucket every week. You fill that bucket with your compost and once a week leave it out on the curb for them to pick up and then they swap it for another new bucket. And whenever you need soil, whether for growing herbs in your kitchen or planting that garden in your backyard, you call them up and they will provide you with the soil you need. Alternatively, if your area doesn't have a garbage to garden like service, check out certified B Corp Pella's in-home composter called Lomi. We'll link to it in the show notes for you so you can find that easily. If none of those are the appropriate end-of-life solution for the product you are looking to dispose of, try turning over the potentially harmful or hazardous waste item to appropriate facilities for safe processing. Mm, That's a good call, Brett. I know at our house we have a little jar for all the dead batteries we have that aren't rechargeable, that when they die we throw them in there, hold on to them, and once a year someone will bring them to our waste facility to be properly disposed of. Setting up a little system like that for you in your home can definitely help all of us in the long run. Okay, so we've stopped ourselves before heading out the door to shop, and we've explored some of the other ways that we can accomplish our tasks without buying new stuff. But Britt, sometimes you just gotta shop, right? I mean... Food is a great example. We all have to eat. And sometimes I do need to buy a thing that I don't have and I can't create or borrow. Totally get that. So when we do need to buy new, that's when it becomes really important to support local and responsible businesses. We talk a lot on this show about B Corp certification and certified B Corps. Clearly, both you and I are big fans. Absolutely. B Corp certification creates a great, thorough, and rigorous assessment for businesses to go through every three years. And I know as a consumer, when I see that certified B Corp logo, that that business, at the very least, cares deeply about the same things I do and is doing their best to support those values and operate in a way that supports people and planet. Completely agree. And... There is a lot of reasons why B Corp certification isn't the right fit for some businesses. So while we use B Corp certification as a benchmark, it's a great place to start. But keep in mind that keeping dollars in your local economy is also important. That's a good point, Britt. So it sounds like when it comes time to shop new, first think about your local businesses and certified B Corps. Maybe even do a search on the B Corp directory, which again, we'll link to in the show notes for you. 
Then I think the next big question is doing a little evaluation of some of the places you frequent the most. What are their values? Are they in alignment with your own? If they're not, can you find a different brand to shop with? I think what I want to remind folks of here is you don't have to do everything right to do something good. So don't get overwhelmed and throw in the towel. Pick the changes you can make and sustain and gradually build on those in time. Many hands make for light work. If we all can be even marginally better, it will have a huge impact. To expand on that concept is the CEO and founder, also chief of good thoughts, Cullen Schwartz of Done Good. It's a tool to use the most powerful force we all have to impact the world. I really believe that who we give our money to is the number one way we impact the world. So we, and it's really, it's a powerful force collectively, right? Like all of us together, those dollars we spend, that controls what kind of economy we have, right? It's a supply and demand economy. Whatever we all demand, the market supplies. And we can demand, you know, these kind of products at these kind of prices, whatever. We can also demand better wages with our purchases. The market's going to supply higher wages. And we can demand, uh, you know, products made that help to fight climate change. The market is going to going to supply more of those. We always cite the stat, Americans gave $475 billion to charity last year, but we spent over 300 times more than that buying stuff. So if we care about issues, whatever it might be, you know, climate change, global poverty, economic equality, women's empowerment, any, anything, that huge amount of resources that is consumer spending, that's the most powerful tool we have to make an impact on those issues. And so I guess, you know, it's the website, it's the shopping site, but it's also for us, it's it's the platform to help people wield the most powerful tool they have to impact the world. That's ultimately what we're what we're trying to do. And if you were curious about the consumer guide, you can find it by going to responsiblydifferent.com. We also will give you a list of some of our favorite brands to shop and support when heading to the grocery store or needing to buy something new. So hopefully this is helpful to you. Okay, so now we have some ideas about how we can all be better consumers. Let's hear about a certified B Corp that is working to bring sustainable consumption to an industry that is often thought of as rife with waste and overconsumption, the promotional products industry. For sure, Ben. I'm really excited about this one, and I'll tell you why. I'm sure we've all been to a conference, grabbed that conference-branded bag, and proceeded to walk around an expo floor filling that bag with freebies, like pens, stress balls, that sticker phone credit card holder thing, and bouncy balls, and a whole host of other stuff that eventually finds its way to the back of that desk drawer, where it will sit for months, and then eventually get thrown out. Am I right? Well, Brand Fuel is on a mission to change just that. They are a certified B Corp and globally recognized brand merchandising agency with a focus on creating meaningful connections and sustainability. Here is Mel Hubner, Director of Corporate Social Responsibility at Brand Fuel, to expand a bit more about what they do. Brand Fuel is a branded merchandising agency, right? So if you think about branded merchandising swag, promo, you think about all of those little knickknacks that you have at home, typically, and 
got it at a conference, at an event, or a, a past employer gave it to you, and you never really look at it, or and then event, eventually ends up in the trash, right? Or you can think of like, oh my gosh, like I just joined just this new company. They're so cool. And they gave me this like reusable water bottle, you know, and it's from a B Corp as well. And so it's like a memorable uh a useful item, you know, that you that you get to use for even if you do leave the company, let's say. So I feel like there's those two experiences, and that comes around with uh, consumption, right? Whether you do use things um, in a, that are quality and that are lasting versus something that you're just gonna get a pin at a conference and then eventually throw it away or just put it in a drawer, right? And so SDG 12 is something that we really need to be thinking about every day around the consumption of our products and around the production. The industry of merchandising promo is known as being very wasteful, right? And so our main goal is to reduce brand fill. So it's like branding items that end up in the landfill. What got me really excited about brand fuel was learning about the way they approach the work. Here at Deergo, whenever we have done client gifts or gifts to the team, we have put a lot of thought and effort into the brand we co-brand with and their story and the experience of the recipient. We've never used any of those branding merchandise sites because we just didn't know what the life story was of the products on them. And that's one big distinction about brand fuel. You can't just go to their website and arbitrarily purchase something and throw your logo on it. They work with you to understand what you hope the impact of the product will be and to understand the impact it has on the supply chain to ensure that you're making a purchase that will have the intended impact you want to have. They also have some really unique ways of helping brands increase their impact both internally and externally. Here's Mel explaining one example of that. Something that we do work with our clients with is around their social impact. And so, for example, if they, we do online stores here at Brand Fuel. And so if a company wants to build a store that internal use where employees can go and purchase branded goods or via credits, let's say, right? Cause they, it's an appreciation thing. They get certain credits every month and they can get a swag piece from the store. So we do those stores in addition to like external stores as well. Like American Cancer Society is one of our clients. And so if you go into the, their website and want to see, you want to purchase a good that they have offered in order to make a donation, right? It's like a fundraising thing for them. We create that store for them as well as the branded merch that's in the store. So that's really one of our differentiators is that online store piece. And something really cool that we have been doing is we really learn causes and and nonprofits that our clients want to support. And then we provide, if if they don't have a partnership we can create a partnership, but really bringing that cause into that online store where an employee, if they don't want to spend their 10 credits on a hat because they already have a hat, they can choose to donate those 10 credits in whatever that's equivalent in dollars to that cause that's included in that online store. So it makes it really meaningful experience for everyone. You know, 
someone that already has been there, let's say for like 10 years, and let's say they have the online store for 10 years, they're like, I'm done. I don't need any more company merch, right? And so they can just keep donating. They feel good about it. And the company can report, you know, the social impact that they're doing through their employees. And we can also report as like, we're we're enabling and being that bridge, you know, between the company and the causes that they support and really helping them paint the full picture around their social impact. Whoa. Online company store where employees can pick out which gear they want or decide to donate to a cause they care about. I feel like this isn't rocket science, but yet I have never heard of that before. I love that Brand Fuel is finding a way to offer this to their clients. This next quote is one that really hits home for me. Let's listen to Mel and then I will explain why after. And so our upcycling program, it's something that we've realized that a lot of companies can have a change in their branding, a change in their logo, or they create a a t-shirt for a specific event with dates on it, right? Things that get aged pretty fast, right? Or a company did a huge purchase 10 years ago, and then someone finally decides to go into their marketing closet and finds a bunch of t-shirts or bags or whatever that are like just old and outdated, right? And typically that can, can be donated, which will help companies do that if that's something that they're interested in and just donating extra goods that they have that are not part of their brand strategy anymore. But most importantly, the the upcycle program is repurposing that. So a lot of times we can get a T-shirt that has your old logo or whatever that may be and turn it into like a vintage style bag. So you can can turn a T-shirt into another product and really repurpose that and continue to, to promote your branding, but in a way that people know like this is just a vintage or like old logo, but we're making something cool. We're repurposing it and we don't want it to go to waste. Before joining Deergo Collective, I was that person digging through a shipping container of old logo t-shirts that the company didn't want anymore. Luckily, we had some employees that thought it was kind of cool to have that t-shirt with that old logo, but there were often sizes that were too small for anyone to really wear. I wish back then I knew about this program Brand Fuel offers to their clients. I could have utilized their upcycling services and gifted so many retro tote bags. So cool. Love that. I wish you had that resource as well. And good news, now you do. And while they are doing really cool work for their clients, they are also working with their industry to create tools and accountability. Here's Mel explaining how. Something that we are at the early stages of, but super excited about is that we're part of an association called APAG, and that's an international association for promotional products. And we are the U.S. representative of that group. And that group is creating a carbon tracker for promotional products. And so the idea there is that eventually we'll be able to have the carbon footprint of our products. And so one, we get to be aware of that as a company, we get to be aware of that so we can select the products that we should be promoting, but also provide that awareness and education to our clients and give them the the opportunity to make an informed decision on that. 
To help close out this episode, we wanted to share a quick quote from Ben Knepper's co-founder of Boreo from a conversation we had with him back in May of 2021 on episode 16. Boreo is a certified B Corp making products for their brand partners like Patagonia from 100% post-consumer recycled fishing nets. They have a recycling program in Chile, Net Positiva, which provides fishing net collection points to keep plastic fishing nets out of our oceans. As a teaser, we encourage you to keep listening to this series as we will hear more from Ben and the work of Boreo in SDG goal number 14, Life Below Water. What we want to achieve is a circular economy. It's a work in progress. We're not saying it's buttoned up, but that's ultimately what we have to get to as a society in order to solve the plastic pollution crisis so that when something becomes a waste, it actually becomes a resource for another supply chain. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode all about the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal number 12, Responsible Consumption in Production. Thank you for tuning into this series and working to become a better consumer and a better business. And as we mentioned throughout the episode for a few things we referenced, head to the show notes to learn more about the triple planetary crisis, Lomi, the home composter, and shop from the B Corp directory. You also can read our Responsibly Different Consumer Manifesto Guide. Until next time, be responsibly different. Slow it down, it's okay. Saw my own bright future in the lights today. I can show you too, like it's 1962. Got a bright future in the nick of time. Bright future in the This episode was hosted and produced by yours truly, Ben Marine and Brittany Angelo. We purchased this music from the amazing B Corp Marmoset Music. You can check them out at marmosetmusic.com. To learn more about us, visit responsiblydifferent.com. And to learn more about our parent company, visit dirigocollective.com. <laughs>